All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Time Out with Doc and Caveman. As always, you are here with Dr. Fantasy and my co-host, The Fantasy Caveman. Before we get rolling today, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and wherever you listen to podcasts to get updated anytime we post any new NBA content. Right now, we are in the middle of our team previews for the 2021-22 season. We are still in the non-playoff team, so we have lots of content to go over over the next month or so, two months actually, before the season starts. Uh, so going over the New Orleans Pelicans today, which Caveman is very excited about because he loves where the Pelicans are heading. Um, in 2020, they were 31-41 and 41 under legendary head coach Stan Van Gundy, uh, who they terminated. And now Willie Green, which was an interesting coaching hire, is going to be the next coach for the Pelicans. Going over some numbers, they were 12th in offensive rating. Ninth in points per game, so they were very strong offensively, but they were 22nd defensively, to nobody's surprise, including my own. But uh, they really struggled from the three-point line last year. They were one of the worst three-point shooting teams. They were in the top five in rebounding, so they have a lot of size, and especially a guy like Lonzo, who was really good at rebound, and Josh Hart, rebounding from their positions were very effective. Um, But from the perimeter, just the perimeter overall, they were a terrible three-point shooting team, and they struggled to defend on the perimeter. So uh, looking at some of their season leaders, Zion at 27 points per game, Brandon Ingram at 23.8, Steven Adams led the way in rebounds with eight, and actually tied with Josh Hart, who I mentioned, who also averaged eight rebounds a game, surprisingly enough. And then Zion Williamson at 7.2. Assists Lonzo at 5.7, Brandon Ingram at 4.9, and then he's not third. He was actually fourth on the team, but Zion actually averaged almost four assists a game, so I thought that was interesting to note. And then Lonzo Ball, one and a half steals. They didn't have one player, and you rarely see this average more than one block. James Johnson led the way with .9 blocks per game. So who stood out to you last season for the Pelicans, Caveman? I mean, man, this is... I I I want I want to just let you talk this entire episode because this is just this just made me depressed and I'm I'm more depressed because I saw my depression coming and I was I was like oh great here we go and it happened um uh but uh aside from that I mean I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say Zion or Brandon Ingram but I think they both you know we gotta talk about somebody other than those I mean sure they both I think they both improved, but we they kind of improved how we expected them to improve. I think. Uh, yeah, and you mentioned him a couple of times. Josh Hart. I mean, I I mean I I saw I saw his I saw his almost his like seven plus view. Like okay, I mean I was like okay, how, did, did I like I didn't think Josh Hart was that long. You know, oh shit, he's only six five, and he's averaging over. He's averaging over seven rebounds a game, and he's not even starting. What's going on here? Uh, yeah, he he was a great rebounder for his size, and I believe, and he also he's long, athletic gives gives the Pelicans a lot of versatility. And when we talk, you talked about how they ranked, they weren't that good defensively. Uh, Josh Hart was one of the few bright spots on that end of the court for him. Uh, Yes, 
you're they were able to plug him in a bunch of different lineups and situations. Uh, and I believe they I believe they extended him. I believe they gave him a contract extension. So they did pay they did lock him up. So he's he's gonna be part of their longer term uh, core. I just really I really like his fit with this team for what the team needs. So I I just see that's kinda of, that's kinda of where I'm at. I think Josh Hart is the name that stuck out to me. I I'm not gonna say Lonzo because Lonzo's no longer with the team. So that doesn't count. So I'm gonna I go with Josh Hart as the guy that really stood out. Yeah, I mean, I think you have to at least talk about Zion and Brandon Ingram. I think this is still an interesting combination, and it's to be determined if they can win together, in my opinion. But, I mean, Zion showed huge strides. I mean, I think people forget, and I don't know, he's one of those guys people like to hate for whatever reason, because I think the expectations were so big for him. And, you know, he's not really a modern kind of player. I mean, he's athletic, but... You know, he doesn't offer a lot of defensive versatility necessarily because he's not a great defender. But, I mean, I was encouraged. I mentioned, that's why I wanted to mention the assist. We haven't really seen Zion as a playmaker, and we saw that a little bit last season, and I thought that was encouraging. But, you know, he took big steps in his second season, made his first all-star appearance. I don't think he's ever going to be, you know, a a three-point specialist by any stretch of the imagination. But I think that he has that kind of energy and leadership that can lead a team. But this is kind of, you know, it's similar to, I remember, I'm interested to see if he can become even more of a playmaker. But it reminds me, and I'm not comparing him to LeBron, but the strategy when LeBron was winning championships was to surround him with a bunch of shooters. And that's where the Pelicans have really failed. If you're going to win a team with Zion Williamson at the core, you need not just okay three-point shooters. You're going to need to surround him with elite three-point shooting. And they have really failed to do that. I think they tried to rectify that a little bit this offseason, which we'll talk about shortly. But I still don't know if I see it. So I'll be interested to see over the next few. Because to me, it's simple. I think Zion can be a championship caliber player. You just need to surround him with the right pieces. And I, I, you know, you need a primary ball handler who is ideally a strong three-point shooter and other shooters surrounding him. And they, I don't think, have solved that issue yet. But we'll talk about that in a minute. So um, let's talk about, and Brandon Ingram, by the way, has still been really good. I don't think there's much to say. I don't think he necessarily, he was actually a little more of a playmaker last season too, which was interesting because they had Lonzo, Ingram, and Zion all making plays for him. But um, Brandon Ingram had another all-star season, was very good. Didn't necessarily show any improvements, but got to at least shout him out because he had a a good season. Bare minimum, he just did status quo. He kind of didn't get any worse. He just kind of did what he did. yeah, I think we kind of know what he is at this point, especially. I mean, he's only 23, but after last season, he feels like the kind of guy. I mean, he averaged the exact same number of points the last two seasons, 23.8 exactly. I don't, it feels to me that we kind of know what Brandon Ingram is now, which is a star player. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's made what, back-to-back all-star games, I believe, now. So he is a star-level player. Is he going to become a superstar? Probably not, but... I think he at least is a very nice secondary scorer I mean, on a. I mean, I don't think so either, but it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility because he's he's already an all star and he's only 23. Yeah, so it's possible. Is it out of the realm of possibility? No, but, but yeah, I'm I'm with you. I don't know if superstar 
is in. Yep, definitely. So let's go over what they've done this offseason. They've had a semi-busy offseason, I would say, especially in the trade market. Um, through the draft, they only acquired two players. I mentioned they needed some three-point shooting, and they got one of the better ones in Trey Murphy at 17 overall, and then Herb Jones, 35th overall, adding some uh, pieces to the front court there. Uh, their additions so far, uh, Jonas Valanciunas, Devontae Graham, Garrett Temple, Tomas Sadarinsky from the Bulls, and then they've lost Lonzo, Stephen Adams, Eric Bledsoe, and James Johnson. So there's been quite a bit of movement. But I'm going to say something, and let me know if you think I'm crazy. I feel like a lot of the moves that they made were lateral moves. So what I mean by that is, did they actually get better from these moves? I question it a little bit, because Lonzo and Devontae Graham, I mean, I'd still rather have Lonzo, but maybe at this point they're similar at least. I mean, yeah. They're similar, at least. I mean, they're I don't similar. think they're that. I think, I think Devontae Graham, which is why... I think Devontae Graham has a little bit more offensive yep. upside from a That three-point shooting that they're looking for. So that, 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 that part makes sense if that's what they were going after. So that... Yeah, I think, it's, I think that is a bit more lateral, but it might slightly favor them and what they need. But just even overall, so I mean, looking at Eric Bledsoe and James Johnson, they lost for Garrett Temple and Sadarinsky. Arguably, you could say they lost a little bit there. Valanciunas is better than Steven Adams, but by how much? I don't know. If they improved, maybe it's just by a very slight margin. So to me, I think it's interesting. A lot of movement here. but Jonas can pop an occasional three. A little bit, yeah. He gives them a little bit there, but I don't know. I just feel like, for the most part, it doesn't feel like, did they improve maybe a little bit, and they added a little bit of shooting? And Valanchunas is definitely better than Steven Adams. That would be the big improvement, but... You, you are I just, just a hater. Of, no, I mean, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think Valanchunas is better, but let's let record reflect that you are not a fan of Steven Adams. See, I always find any opportunity I can to bash. That's because nobody has made more money for doing less than that guy. <laughs> you are not a fan of Steven Adams. What the record I'm just mad that he was making $22 million a year. That's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, you mentioned, their, I mean, the Trey Murphy pick, great pickup. Gives them exactly what they need. Uh, that was kind of... The big thing they did to really improve. You want to say they improved this offseason? It's because they went out and got a guy, a guy like Trey Murphy. Everything else was either lateral, maybe a slight improvement. Like I do think Devontae Graham is a slight upgrade over Alonzo based on what the team needed. Because uh, you saw maybe they don't need Lonzo's playmaking as much because, you know, like guys like Brandon Ingram and Zion are starting to show improvements in the playmaking area, so maybe they didn't need that as much. Uh, so that's why they went out and got Devontae Graham, who can't really playmake. I think if Devontae Graham was a bit better playmaker, he'd still be in Charlotte. But uh, so, but yeah, I like I like the move. I I I like the moves overall, but. As we'll get into when we get into depth chart, I don't think it really moves the needle much for them. I think they're just kind of 
They're, they're, they're just kind of... They did what they did to not get worse. That's how I look at it, if we're being honest. Yeah, and that's why I think it's disappointing. And I know it's not like Zion's window of winning is closing or anything crazy like that, but they have an opportunity to build a winning, legitimate championship contender. And it feels like they're just, I don't know. We'll see where it goes. Zion is not happy. Yeah. And there's that aspect of it, too. Now, if there are serious rumblings, if, like, is that... I can't imagine a situation where they trade Zion. That's just stupid. It would make zero sense, and they'd be one of the worst teams for eternity. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's also that's a that's a that's a big gray cloud hanging over this team. If they get whatever's going on behind the scenes, I think there's stuff going on behind the scenes. I think it's more than on course stuff. I for whatever reason Zion is not happy right now uh so we'll have to they're gonna have to address that as the season goes on to make sure that zion's not happy and he's the face of the franchise honestly uh and that trickles down into the rest of the team the very slippery slope and we're looking at Mm -hmm. and that's gonna cause some real problems yeah, and I mean, there's always been the rumblings he wants to play in New York or one of those bigger markets. And the more that they are losing and the closer we get to him having to make an extension decision, I mean, the louder that noise is going to get. And, you know, I don't know if they're putting themselves in a position to where he's going to want to stay around. I mean, I think he is a winning guy and as positive as he is, he wants to win. And if they're not making moves to do that, yeah, I think that's a very valid valid point to bring up. So. Uh, let's look at their depth chart, which we've made some references to. It's kind of, int- I don't know, their depth chart is intriguing to me because there's so many question marks. So it's not intriguing necessarily in a good way. But um, in that backcourt, we mentioned Devontae Graham. They have Nikhil Alexander-Walker listed as the other starter right now. They have Kira Lewis, who we were all questioning. I sure hope he gets more playing time now. Yeah, he barely played last year, but that was a very odd selection in last year's draft. Went much higher than other people were expecting, but he's Austin coming our, off the Austin bench. Our, Austin, our seven-minute episode on him. Yeah, that's it. We, <laughs> we hated Kira Lewis. He's just fast. That's it. Um, Tomas Satorinsky, Garrett Temple. So behind Graham and Alexander Walker, you have Lewis, Temple, and Satorinsky. I just think it's interesting because Lewis and Alexander Walker – really haven't played much in their careers thus far. And I feel like there's going to be a lot of minutes and a lot of, they're going to have to rely on them a little bit in that second unit. You know, we keep talking about who's leading that second unit in this case, I guess Kira Lewis, and there's a lot of pressure on him. He's a young guy. We haven't seen much from him. So but that's why maybe, maybe this was when they took him ninth overall last year. Now he has, now this is going to be his opportunity to show why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he definitely has an opportunity, and he's one I'm just interested. I think that's why I'm intrigued by it, because if you're going to say, how is this backcourt going to look this year? No idea, because we really it's hard to set expectations for Nikhil Alexander-Walker and Kira Lewis because they're so inexperienced at this point. So uh, at the three, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart behind him. At the four, we have Zion, and at the five, uh, Valanchunas. Behind them, you have Jackson Hayes, Hernan Gomez, and Najee Marshall. 
little concerning there. Zion, um, some people have been concerned about him being injury prone. I'm not concerned, but I don't know. There's not a lot of depth in the front court. A lot of question marks in the front court. I don't like it, honestly. I don't think their depth is great. I think there's question marks in their starting lineup. Who's leading the second unit? And when you're in the Western Conference, it's just not going to cut it, honestly. Yeah. I, I, I don't mind their depth at the five. You got Valanchunas, you got Jackson Hayes, and you got Hernan Gomez. I think the five is set, because you're never going to have Zion at the five, honestly. That's never that's not going to work. Uh, but I, do, I am concerned about the depth behind Zion, because what happens if Zion is forced to miss a chunk of time? Or you want to, and Zion, I think Zion's one of those guys or I'm not a fan of it, but you might want to consider a little bit of load management with him. He's one of those guys, and you, with this team and how they're constructed, you really can't. You you need Zion out there when you look at this team. That might be part of Zion's problem. Uh, and you're going to see a guy like Herbert Jones who they got in the second round. He, I think he's I think he's going to play a bigger role than a lot of people are anticipating. Because I think if you're looking at this team, at the four behind Zion, you're looking at Najee Marshall and, and Herbert Jones, and they get some looks there as well. So I, that's kind of... that. If Najee Marshall and Herbert Jones are your depth key depth pieces behind Zion, that's, that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but other than that, other than the depth behind Zion, I don't, I don't mind the depth in the backcourt because at least I can see what they're trying, what they're going for, what they're trying to do. I see the direction they want to go with their backcourt. Obviously, they signed Graham. Graham's obviously gonna be their, st- gonna be in that starting backcourt. Uh, and then I really think that. Uh, it's gonna. I really think they're gonna try to get an extended look at Kira Lewis this year. Uh, so, <laughs> and then Thomas Adarance is just a good, solid depth piece. Uh, they also need to see what they have in uh, Alexander Walker too. So I kind of, I see where they're going as far as the backcourt. I see what they're trying to do. Don't know if it's gonna work. I don't think it's gonna work. But at least I see where they're going, and I see the point. Uh, but yeah, other than that, you know, Brandon Ingram, Zion, Staples in the lineup, they're going to do what they're going to do. Valanciunas is going to do what he's going to do. So I see the point for the most part. Uh, but I just don't think it's going to, they're going to, it's going to lead him anywhere if we're being honest. Yeah. And that's the problem. I mean, we've talked about it quite a bit in general, there is a lot of parity in the NBA right now. There's a lot of strong teams. You can make the case for a lot of teams making the playoffs, maybe besides we'll say four or five in the league that we completely just don't expect to make a run at the playoffs. You just, you have to have be more set than what the Pelicans are at this point to make a run. And you, you kind of mentioned, I mean, we didn't, I didn't mention Trey Murphy in the depth chart either. I mean, he's going to obviously get some playing time. Uh, they don't, I don't know how extensive his playing time will be behind Ingram, Josh Hart. We'll see if he plays in the backcourt. He'll, you know, you'll see him at some point, but 
Uh, I just, there's too many question marks for me, you know, and I think you hit on a lot of the points, so I, I won't repeat them, but there's, it's a, still a young team, a lot of question marks. If Kira Lewis comes out and surprises and all of a sudden, you know, we say, oh man, this is a guy that can be an all-star caliber player. I think that's kind of what they're hoping and relying on is a guy like Alexander Walker or Kira Lewis taking that step and becoming an all-star. That's the thing with this team is that Brandon Ingram, if he, if Brent, even if Brandon Ingram improves to be an almost a superstar level player and Zion, if if Zion keeps, I don't think that's really enough to do any, do much. I don't think Zion improving and Brandon Ingram improving does anything for them. Or at least does much to improve their odds of, you know, making a run. So, it's really going to depend on a guy's like a guy guys like your this backcourt. It's really going to depend on this backcourt coming through, is what it comes down to. Which which is why I understand where they're going. I just I'm not a huge I'm not I'm not huge into any of these guys. So we'll just have this. Well, you're asking. They're basically asking a lot of. And I don't yep. know if any of these guys are ready to be that guy. Yeah, I mean, this, and we haven't even really said, I mean, this is a league that's driven by guard play. And when your biggest question mark, arguably, is your guard play, that's concerning. I mean, that's what it is at the end of the day. So um, I can't see. Are you still going to say, though, I, I'm done with the Pelicans, but I need to ask, are they still going to be a top four seed or no? Man, that says it all. I just want to end it on that face and screenshot it and put it everywhere. Yeah. I'll mean, make a meme out of it when you think the Pelicans are <laughs> going to be a top four seed. That's the look. Uh, yeah. Uh, and but, yeah. not to mention, they have a rookie head coach with all of this, too, with all these questions. Yeah, marks, that, so. that certainly doesn't. <laughs> and that, that, I think that head coaching hire is only adds fuel to the fire of a Zion. I don't think Zion was thrilled with the hire. Uh, yeah, going on where they're going to finish next season. I mean, would it shock me to say they won't improve and, you know, sneak sneak into a possible playoff berth? I mean, it wouldn't shock me because uh, they have, when you have two all, all-star, borderline superstar talents in Brandon Ingram and Zion, you're going to have a chance to be in a lot of games. You're going to have a chance to win games win a lot of games i think that 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 as that can be said i just don't i'm just not a believer in everybody outside of zion and brandon ingram to really do enough to really make them competitive i think that's what it that's what it comes down to so they're not going to be the worst team in the western conference by any stretch i think they're i think they're a, a 11 to 13 kind of team i just really think they're i really think they're basically gonna be they're not gonna improve at all they're not really gonna they're gonna basically be what they were last year they're gonna be around the same winning percentage they're probably gonna be 11 12 but that's kind of that's kind of where they're at for me 
Yeah, I believe, I think I'd have him at 12 this year, so that's personally where I'd put him. But, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you, and I think we've kind of talked about why that is. So, uh, like I said, I think it'll be intriguing, if anything, to just monitor where the Zion situation goes in the future. Because, I mean, he was not vocal, but there was a lot of rumors floating around about um, Teresa Witherspoon, I believe is her name, that he really wanted them to hire, and they didn't end up doing that. She's a close confidant of Zion, and she's a part of the the coaching staff right now. So, uh, you know, I'd assume that they talked to Zion and hiring Willie Green, but assuming is never a good idea. So it almost feels like the Trailblazers and Dame, where they're yeah, just doing anything like, oh, they that's can. What, that's what went through my mind. <laughs> And I feel like Zion wants, I feel like he's legitimately the kind of guy that is loyal. And I think he would truly stay with the Pelicans if he feels like they're committed to winning. But to me, it doesn't feel like they're committed to winning right now. And I don't think Zion will be afraid to walk away, but I don't think he wants to. But, you know, it's similar to Giannis, where if the Bucks didn't put pieces around Giannis, I think Giannis would have walked because he wants yeah, to the win. Bucks, the Bucks showed that they wanted to surround Giannis and they did everything they could in it. I think it proved to Giannis that they're committed to winning this. So. And that's what the Pelicans are going to have to do. And they're going to have to do it fast. Like, not nah, like, I mean, maybe not. They didn't do it this season, but next offseason is going to have to be a big offseason for them. Otherwise, we may ta- be talking about Zion and what his next destination is at this point. So um, I think that's it. anything else you want to say about the Pelicans? Nope, I think I think I think I'm done being depressed for today now. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad that we could end on depression for a recording session. That's always positive. So, uh, make sure you guys subscribe on YouTube wherever you listen to podcasts. We're only through what I believe nine episodes now, something like that. So we have tons more content coming out. Make sure you subscribe. Keep an eye out, and we'll see you guys next time. Yep. All right. Did he pick yet?